Amen. You know, I, I have a goal. I have a goal in life, it, and, and it's, it's, to, it's to activate your faith. Man, I, I want you to know that, that God has equipped you. He has positioned you to win or succeed in any given situation. And the reality is, is that uh, by, by walking in faith, you know, that four times in the Bible says the just shall live by faith. And, and if, if the word of God's true, and we know that it is, if it doesn't say the just can live by faith. It says shall. So you're going to live by faith. And there's two, there's two different ways that can work out in your life. It can, it can be on purpose or on demand. On, on, on demand, you know, is, uh, you, you, you know, you've heard people say, well, I guess it's fine to come down to this. We're going to have to trust God. Because, you know, you've got so many problems and so much chaos that, that, that you know, it's putting a demand on your faith. Or you, can, or you can live by faith on purpose. I got a word from God. And I know that no word from God will ever fail. Now I'm going to take that word from God and I'm going to beat the devil to death with it. Hello? Every day I'm going to get up and, 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 and I've made a decision already. It's going to be a great day. Well, what if something goes wrong? Perfect. Something always goes wrong. You know, if, if I asked you today how many of you guys want, want, want victory in your life, you'd all raise your hand. But what's funny is that people that want victory seem to be intimidated by battle. And you can't have victory without battle. There, you know, there's a thing. You, you know, there, there were moments, if you think about it, even in the Bible, there were moments that, that marked individuals' lives and take David, you know, when he, when he killed Goliath, it, it didn't make him a leader. It, it marked him as one. And there, there, there's, you know, there, there's, there's situations where, uh, you know, they, they, they face, you know, at midnight in Acts chapter 16, at midnight, Paul and Silas are, are in prison praying and singing songs, you know, and, they, and they're praising God. And, and you know, it, things ain't looking too good, but God turned it around. We, we, we know how God operates. You can't, you can't be looking at the outward, you know, situation and letting that make decisions for you. You, you got to have the word of God, which has already made the decision for you, right? The, the just shall live by faith. I think it's 1 Corinthians 16, 9. I think I gave it to him. It says, for there's a great and effectual door open unto me, and there are many adversaries. There's a great and effectual door open unto me. There's a, man, hear me today. There's a wide door of effective opportunity open unto you. God's opened a door of opportunity for us. Check it out, man. That we, have the, we have the opportunity to change the world. We have the opportunity to make a difference in our society, and, and, and God's, God's got an opportunity for you. Now, there is, there is this little issue, and it says, and there are, the words there are in your, in your King James Bible, they're actually in italics, which means that they're added to the original text. The original text would have read this way, there's a great door of opportunity open unto me and many adversaries. And, and Paul was right, and he said, not only do I see the door, but so does my enemy. You know, the enemy recognizes that this opportunity swung open. And, and it's, not, it, 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 it's understanding that, hey, you know, when I, when I get life, when I get God life, Zoe, the, you know, uh, life as God has it, it's more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more health than sickness. It's not the absence of death. It's just I got more life than death. 
you know, it's not, it's not the absence of chaos. It's just, I got, I got way more peace than I have chaos. Right. You know, and, 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 and so I'm not freaked out when, when the weird stuff happens and, and I'm not going to lie to you and stand here and say, well, it doesn't bother me ever. And that just never bothers me. Of course it does. But the reality is, is that we have more hope than despair. Right. And, and see what a lot of us are hoping for. What a lot of us are hoping for is, is a, 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 an event. We, 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 want, we want God life to be like an event, like if, if we pray a prayer or sign a card or maybe get prayed for or get an anointing on us or something. And those things are all awesome. But, it, you know, this God life thing is a process, not an event. Thank you for that huge amen right there. I didn't mean to depress you or something. But, but, but it's, you know, it's a process. You know, think about it. When uh, uh, some of you guys can relate, you know, we, we've 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 got three great boys, men of God. But I, you know, I, I remember the very first pregnancy. Okay, and and when when Shelby was was pregnant for the very first time, and man, I, and I'm telling you, you know, the first one. It, and there's something about the first one. Come on, guys. You know, you gals, you probably get it too. But, uh, you know, us guys, we understand this thing. Because, uh, you know, the first time, you know, hey, got to make sure, you know, because, you know, as the head of the house, I'm going to make sure that the environment's right and doing everything I can to make sure that she's got everything she needs and that, that you know, and that nobody, nobody comes in that's got too much BO or something. Because, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to disrupt the environment. You know, why? Because, man, she's pregnant. And she, you know, this is, this is very, 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 very important. And, uh, and you're taking care of her and getting her what she needs and, uh, and being there for her and, and helping her out. And, and then when she calls and says, hey, it's time, it's time, it's time. We got to go to the hospital. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God this is over. <laughs> Dude, there wasn't nothing over, okay? It was the starting point, Okay. And then, then you bring that little bundle of joy to the house. It's like, I, I can remember, you know, Shelby, uh, uh, Shelby loves horses. We had horses and, the, you know, something that comes with horses, flies. You go out to the barn and, and, and I can remember, you know, having little Evan and having him all, uh, wrapping him up and making sure that, you know, keeping the flies off. And the flies get so bad that I'd run towards the truck because I don't want him getting no fly in his mouth. <laughs> Let me tell you something. By the time TJ came along, he was sitting in the dirt playing with, you know, Horse biscuits eating flies. I didn't care. You know, it didn't make any difference. It's a process, okay? And a lot of stuff changes, but it's, it's a process. It's kind of funny to me, you know, that, uh, you know, weddings. Weddings are amazing because people will spend, you know, a year planning a 20-minute ceremony. They don't spend very much time at all planning the 40, 50 years that follows that ceremony. They don't even want to talk about that, but they want to, they want to plan that ceremony. And the look on the bride's face when, when you say, okay, I'm now going to pronounce you husband and wife. She goes, oh, thank God that's over. <laughs> no, no it's, it's a starting point. Uh, it's a starting point. That's why John 8, when he, when he said, John 8, 31, 32, he said, if you continue in my word. Then you're going to be my disciples. Then you're going to know the truth, and the truth is going to make you free. But it's if you continue, right? Colossians 6, 8 says, since you have received Christ, as you have received Christ Jesus, right? Continue to live in him. Continue to, you got to continue this life. Man, and, and there's going to be ups, and there's going to be downs, and there's going to be hard points, but it's okay because we live by faith. Right? The circumstances don't change it. Look at, look at it. He said, continue to live in him, rooted and built up and strengthened in your faith, overflowing with thankfulness. You know, go ahead and grow a little bit and recognize you are growing. So you got to see this. You are 
growing. There are things that used to knock you down that you walk right past now, and it's not even an issue. And the enemy, he ain't pointing that out. No, he's pointing out some other little challenge that you've got. But I'm here today to tell you, you're growing. You're being rooted and grounded in him. And, and, and faith is, is, is your strength. See, the enemy doesn't want you to know that you've got a strength. But I'm here today to tell you, man, you have hell freaked out. Yeah, but you don't, you don't know the challenges I'm dealing with. And God's going to show you the victory you're walking in. It ain't a victory you're going to get. It's a victory you've already received. You've got this thing. If you are in Christ, the Bible says, if any man be, be in Christ, he's new. That old, that old stuff, man, it lost its grip. Well, it sure seems like it's wreaking havoc. It ain't got you. You got it. You, I said, you got it. And a lot of times we end up spending so much time and effort, energy, dealing with stuff we already have victory over. You don't have to get the victory. Just walk in it. Just walk in it. Well, yeah, but it still got me. <laughs> so, so humiliate it. Well, I still got a bad attitude. I know. <laughs> I see the way you look at me sometimes. <laughs> but you got this. You got this. See, because a lot of us, what we're doing is we're trying to see something. I want to see some changes. And even in our prayer, we're asking God to change stuff out there. Let me tell you how God works. He don't work like you work. He don't think like you think. He, he, he don't, you know, he's, he's like a little bit above us, right? And, and, and the deal is, is that uh, you don't need to see something. You need to hear something. I, I don't mean listen. I mean you need to hear something. See, you, you, need, you need a word from God. And, 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 and I don't want to overcomplicate this because I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not super bright, okay? I know that's shocking. I'm really not. It, but <laughs> it bothers me that she thinks that's so funny. But uh, it's like, ha, <laughs> you finally admitting it, idiot. And that's what's going through her mind right there. And, uh, here's the deal. Here's, here's the deal. Couple words from God in a lifetime, everything's changed. Don't always see it. You know, remember, remember last week. You know when 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 the when, when the prophet sends a servant out and, and he says, you know, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Go look, and the servant keeps coming back. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. And the prophet kept saying, I'm not going to change what I say to align with what you see. Why? Because I've heard something. And I know, I, I know who I heard. And, 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 you know, when we hear from God, you need to hear from God. You need to hear. And sometimes it's just a word. Peter got out of a boat and walked on water with one word. You know, you, you'd be amazed what you could do if you just get one word and then and, and, and start reminding yourself, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. God spoke to me. Man, I got a word from God. You know, and I'm not talking about just skimming through the Bible and reading something. That's why, that's why, you know, it said to meditate it day and night. Get it on the inside of you so that, so that when, when life bumps up against you, that, that you can pull on that and you, and you can, you can lift on that. See, and, and no matter what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like, it don't make any difference. I have a word from God. No word from God will ever fail. Ain't ever going to fail. You know, Acts 16, 31, and the message is pretty cool. It says, put your entire trust in the master Jesus. Then you'll live the life you're meant to and your whole house too. 
Man, I'm telling you what, one, one day, you know, dude, one day we're, we're doing like baby dedications. Got a bunch of babies up on the platform. And, and, and you know, to be honest with you, I'd kind of forgotten that we were dedicating babies. So from, from the first chair to the platform, this is when we were back in the other building. From the first chair to the platform, I was thinking, dear God, give me a verse. Because we're going to go up there and dedicate babies. We probably ought to do something spiritual, you know, and, and uh, got, got to have a verse. And, 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 and I just walked up there and used that verse. Acts 16.31 says that if you put your entire trust in the Master Jesus, you'll live life the way you're meant to and your whole house too. You're holding your future in your hand there. you got that little baby in your hand. But if you'll just put your entire trust in the Master Jesus, and I began to talk about that, you know, putting your entire trust. If you put your entire trust in Jesus, then you don't have any trust left to put in anything else. Right? See, and a lot of us, sometimes we get shaken by stuff. That's just an indicator that we're letting some of our trust leak out. You do know the problem with you. Look at somebody and tell them, you leak. Okay, so you, you, you get all filled up, and some, sometimes by the time you get out to the parking lot, you're half empty. You, you, you got a hole in you, you know, and, and uh, you, you got to plug that hole. And, you, 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 and I was just telling them, you know, man, if you put your entire trust in the Master Jesus, you'll live the life you're meant to, and, and your kids won't have a choice. Huh? And as I was telling them that, man, it, that thing started breathing on the inside of me. Because my kids at that point were not looking like what I'd heard. Okay, some of you are like, what? They were living like devils. Hi. You know, they weren't, they weren't godly. They weren't on fire for God. They were separated from God. But, but, I, but, but wait a minute. I got a promise from God. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt be saved. You and your whole house. All right? You and your whole house. And, and while I'm talking to them about it, it's like the Spirit of God's breathing on it. And I went, hey, wait a minute. You, you know, and, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, all of the fear and all of the concern and all of the worry about the boys evaporated with the, with the realization that, hey, I trust God. I trust God. And, you know, and if they want to beat their head against the wall, I guess we'll just step back and watch. But, uh, and my house, my house is saved. You know, what if you lived like you knew what you know? We know, that's what the Bible says. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. What if you lived like you knew that? Not like you had heard it, you know, listened to it. No, but like you knew it. You know, remember in Job when it says, you know, he said, hey, up until now I'd heard about you, but now I've, I've, man, I've had a, I've had an encounter. You know, don't build your life on a rumor. I'm glad you know people who know God. But I think, I think you ought to be one of the people that other people talk about when they talk about people who really know God. Because Daniel 11.32 says the people that know their God, they're strong. And they accomplish, they fulfill, they complete, they, they do mighty deeds. Man, you know some stuff. Now you just got to start living like you know it. You, you got you to fill those holes up. You got you to take that scripture and you got you to get it stirred up on the inside of you so that you can, you know, so, so when it doesn't look like it, you, you don't change what you say to align with what you see. You keep saying what you heard until it changes everything out there. See, we're asking God to change stuff out there, but God's desire is to change stuff in here. Because if he can get you different, guess what? It won't make any difference what the circumstance is. You're going to have some victory there. Hello? Check this out. Okay, uh, 2 Kings chapter 7. 
Second Kings chapter seven. Uh, and Elisha comes up and he makes this audacious statement. He says, uh, hear ye the word of the Lord. See, this is what I'm talking about. You need to hear God speak to you. Well, I don't really believe that God speaks to people today. Well, if I were the devil, and I'm not, But if I were the devil, I would love for you to believe that. You know, because we know that Romans ten seventeen says that faith cometh by hearing. And if God don't speak, then he can't be heard. And if you can't hear, then you can't have faith. The thing that you're supposed to live by. See, a lot of us think that faith is believing regardless of the circumstance. No, that's the, that's the beginning. That's the baby step. Faith is obeying regardless of the consequence. See, in order to obey, you would have to have heard what to do. So you need to hear the word of the Lord. You need to hear the word of the Lord. And let me tell you something about the, about the word of the Lord that's coming. When God speaks to you, he always speaks to your spirit. Not to your emotion. Not to your soul. Not to the natural realm. The, the natural man receiveth not the things of God, neither can he, for they are foolishness to him. So it's like your natural man receives a package. Right? It's, it's as if the Holy Spirit shows up, you know, in a big brown truck. And he comes up and he, and he puts the package there. And on the package, you, you look at the, at the label and the label says, this makes no sense. Because that's the natural man. The natural man, can't, he can't hear the words of God. Some of your translations literally say that. It says the natural man cannot hear the words of God. He can't receive them. He can't receive them. He can't receive them. It's important that you get this. The natural man cannot receive the things of God. They're foolishness to it. But the spirit... God reveals his things by the Spirit. And see, what you have to do is, is that you got to let God speak to you. And you got to receive it. Now, you got to receive it. And, and, and let, let me go on with this for just a minute. He said, hear the word of the Lord. This is, this, is, this is what God says. This is what God says about this time tomorrow. And they've been in this huge famine, okay? People are starving to death. And it's been a rough time. And he said, here's what God says about this time tomorrow. Man, you, you, know, you know how nobody can afford anything because if, if they can even find it, it's super, super expensive. There's going to be so much abundance about this time tomorrow that they're going to practically be giving that stuff away. And, and look, 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 at verse, uh, look at verse 2. It says, And a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered and said. So you've got a guy answering who isn't even being spoken to. Because the word is coming to the king. The king, the king, this is a type, this is a type of you, okay? The Old Testament is like a type, it's a type of you. And the king represents your spirit, right? Dominion, authority. But there's a Lord on whose hand the king leans who makes this statement. If God put windows in heaven, I still wouldn't see this happening. See, your spirit, if you're not careful, will end up leaning on an understanding of the natural realm. I don't see that happening. I don't, I don't understand how that could take place. And your soul thinks it's foolish 
to receive that word. See, the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Let, let me tell you one of the things you've got to be willing to allow God to do in you as he's renewing your mind, transforming you into a different individual. And, and by the way, that's a process. That's not an event. Some of you, well, I've been, I, I've been saved for 25 years. Bless God, God renewed my mind 25 years ago. Mind renewal is a daily process. And some of us, you know, some of us, that, that's, the, that, that's the thing that trips us up is because we're under the impression that we know everything. Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, call unto me and I'll answer thee, show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Some of your translations say great things, hidden things, secret things. It, it implies that there's stuff you couldn't possibly know that God knows. How many of you believe that? There's stuff you couldn't possibly know that God knows. Well, why aren't we calling on it? Because we think we know it all already. We're, we're under the understanding that we, get, that we understand. See, and one of the things that you have to allow God to change, you, you, you got you to gotta let him, you, you got to let him, you know, it's like God speaking to your spirit, but your soul keeps butting in. And, and, and that human understanding, you know, you got to get off of that. You, you, why? Well, because God's ways are higher. You know, it, it, it didn't make any sense to me to stop preaching to my boys. They need to hear me. And God's knowing, you need to shut up. They need to feel the hand of Tom upon their life. God's like, you need to step back and let my hand operate. You got a word to stand on. How about you obey the word? Put your entire trust in Jesus and you'll live. The life you're meant to. I don't like that part. See, we we gotta allow God to change our understanding. I mean, this guy, this guy, he 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 he's so determined that that ain't ever gonna happen. And the prophet says to him, "You know what? You're gonna see it, but you're not gonna experience it." See, a lot of us, that's what we end up doing. We end up, we, we, we end up seeing the goodness of God, but we're not experiencing the, the the goodness of God. And what's it doing? It's killing us. And, and you, you know, you read this story and get down there to the end of the chapter, and this is exactly what happened, is that what God said actually occurred, and the guy that said that it would never happen, he saw it, but he didn't quite make it down to the yard sale because they trampled him to death before he got there. Some of us, you know, because of that understanding, we, you know, because God's word is true, it will not return to him void without accomplishing the very purpose for which he sent it forth to accomplish. So you might say, I, you know, I don't want to see it, I want to experience it. Why? We, because the, the anointing of God's on my life and, and to be a witness. What does a witness do? He tells his side of the story. There's some things God wants you to experience. Well, let me tell you what I've seen. Who cares what you've seen? What have you experienced? You've got to be willing to let him change your experience. Yeah, you've got to change it. There's four leper guys right at the gate of the city. Okay, right here in Second Kings, there's four lepers, and they're starving. And, and, they, and they're looking at themselves, and it's almost as if God put a question in them. You know, why sit we here till we die? How come we're just going to hang out here and, and do nothing? And we're starving. And if we go back into town, they ain't got no food. We're going to die in there. If we stay where we are, we're going to die right here. But there's an enemy camp right down the street. And if we go there, hey, they may kill us, but we're dying anyways. They might actually feed us before they kill us. And I'd rather die full than starve to death. 
right? And so they're all looking at each other going, sounds good to me. And, and four guys, four outcasts, four people that nobody wants anything to do with. Four people overlooked, underrated, talked about. Four losers finally decide to move. And they start walking towards an enemy camp. And look at what the Bible says. As they were shuffling through the desert, they're doing the desert shuffle. They're not trying to make a bunch of noise. They're trying to be quiet. We're going to the enemy's camp because we ain't got nothing. Man, I'll tell you, that would preach, but I'm almost out of time. So anyways, they, they're moving, and, and, and look at what, and look at what they rose up in the twilight, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and they get there, and there ain't nobody there. Look at, look at verse 6. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots, a noise of horses, and a noise of a great host, armies. So you got four guys shuffling through the desert, but that ain't what the enemy hears. The enemy hears chariots, horses, and armies. And And they freak because they're like, oh, my God, they've hired armies to come against us. We know they ain't got nothing, but, they, they, you know, their relationship with the Hittites and the Egyptians, here we go. They're, they're, they've hired army, and they packed up, and they, and, and they took off as fast as they could. I want to point out something, that your enemy, your enemy even responds to what he hears, not to what he sees. Look, this, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This ain't no natural realm battle. You're in a spirit battle. And you, and you better belly up to the bar, Buckwheat, because i got to tell you something, that you trying to handle this life if from a natural standpoint, you're missing out on the best parts, the great things that God has for you. See, and, and, and the enemy, he, he doesn't respond to what he sees. If they'd taken a look, they'd seen four losers headed their way. But they heard something, and, and they respond to what they hear. And let me tell you something. You might be thinking, well, you know, what noise can I make? What, what, you know, what, what can I do? What can I do to drive out the enemy? All you got to do is start moving. If you're willing to walk it out, God will work it out. And, and God took the sound of four guys shuffling quietly through the desert and, and, and amplified it and added special effects and, and, and I'm telling you, man, he, he, he put it together. And in the ears of the enemy, they're like, I'm out later, man. And, and they left. And the, and the lepers, they, they move into a tent. And it's like the table spread. And they sit down and have a feast. They throw themselves a, a, just a private party. And then they start packing up stuff. Because the enemy had left their horses. And they left asses. And they left gold. And they left silver. And they left the tents. They left the clothes. They, they left their watches laying around. They, they left everything. And they started packing it up. And they would go out and they hide in it. And they came back a second time, and they went to another tent. And good Lord, it was full of stuff, too. And they, they packed it up, and they took it out, and they hid it. And they came back a third time, and finally they looked at each other and said, this probably isn't the way we should do this. Someday, someday, somebody at town is finally going to hear what happened. See, we can pack this all up, and we can hide it. But someday, somebody's going to hear about it. Someday, somebody in your life is going to hear a word from God, and then they're going to come to you with your Jesus shirt. And they're going to look at you and say, what the 
heck? <laughs> How long? You, you know, uh, my father was the youngest, seven brothers, two sisters, dirt poor, alcoholics. Family was riddled with cancer. Everybody, everybody, everybody in his family was dying of cancer. He was logger, prize fighter, alcoholic. His first wife left him in the middle of the night with his best friend. He'd been in a fight, a bar fight, and overslept one morning. He was working in the woods, and the guy that drove the crummy came in and shook his bed. And he was laying there with his hand on his chest. His hand was all broken up because he'd been in a fight the night before. And the guy began to tell him, dude, you're wasting your life. Don't you know that God has a plan for you? And he began to share with him a different message than anything he had ever heard before. And he rose up off that bed. He got, he got saved. And it wasn't until the very next day that he started preaching. I'm serious. But before he launched into his preaching ministry, he went to the churches in his town, Jacksonville, Oregon. And he banged on the doors until the preacher came. And he asked every preacher in town, how long have you known about the love of God? And you've watched my family suffer? Someday somebody's going to hear about how good your God is. And they're going to want to beat the tar out of you. Because you let some timid spirit keep you from demonstrating the goodness of your God? Come on. You need a word from God. I said, you, I said, you need a word from God. You need to walk in faith. God's spoken to you. I know God has spoken to you. You've heard him. You've heard him. You, 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 you know, you, you might let the enemy talk. Well, that wasn't God. Well, don't let the enemy talk you out of what God said. Tell your soul, shut up. God's talking to my spirit. I'm tired of my soul butting in. He gives life. He gives hope. Man, we got, if we, ain't, if we don't give nothing else, we got life and we got hope. Come on, let's be people of life and people of hope. Oh, come on, celebrate that today. My God, somebody. Man, you just start walking. He'll start working. You just start walking. You Walk by faith. That's that word you got. Sometimes we've got to remind ourselves, yeah, I heard from God. It doesn't look like it, but thank God we don't live by what we see. We live by what we've heard. I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute and some of you right now, it's almost as if the Spirit is screaming out on the inside of you. It's time to make a change. It's time to make a commitment. It's time to, to step into this thing, to lean into this thing. It, 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 it's time not to lean on your own understanding, but to lean on Him. I'm not telling you that the, that the road is easy. I'm not saying that you're never going to have a difficult day, but I am telling you that you do not walk alone. That the Lord is on your side. He's with you, never leaving, never forsaken. 
We're all going to pray a prayer together today before we leave. And, and if you're in this room today and you, and you know, man, it's time for me to make a total surrender. Maybe, maybe you've never, ever surrendered your life to Jesus. Maybe you've done it so many times, can't count. That's not the, that's not the, the, the criteria. The, here's the deal. I'm ready today to let God be God. I'm ready today to let uh, God breathe into my life. I, I want the faith to rise. And, and I, I'm going to start living for him every day. I'm going to I'm I'm be led by the Spirit. So I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I'm not going to call you out, won't have you stand. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor Tom, I need to make this prayer my prayer as we all pray together. Man, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting real here. If that's you, while nobody's looking around, just hold your hand up real high so I can agree with you in prayer. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Anybody, thank you. Anybody else? You can put those down. Anybody else? Yeah, it's time. It's time to... Thank you, man. That's awesome. It's time. It's time. I want everybody in this room pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I need you. I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope, give me strength, give me peace. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, give God one more big hand. He's worthy.